Welcome back to Take Time with Maeve Atchison. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone for their support. I'm just so overwhelmed in a good way with all of the love and, and all your feedback on the podcast so far. Every time someone messages me about it or shares the Instagram, or shares the Instagram, shares the podcast to their Instagram story and tags me, um, it absolutely just warms my heart and it's just so helpful to get the podcast out there. So please keep doing it, keep sharing. Um, and thank you for continuing to listen. Today I have a very special guest with me. It is my darling cousin, Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hello. So, Hi, I'm, so I'm so excited to have Rachel on because myself and Rachel, we, we like to think we're soul sisters. You know, we're very connected in life. And so we have some, like some of the best conversations that I have are with Rachel, which was, you know, kind of part of where me wanting to do the podcast came from it was from the kind of conversations that I have with Rachel and other people who are like that in my life and just wanting to bring that out to the wider audience I suppose so I'm so glad to have you with me today. Thank you Maeve and um, I was actually just saying I think I'm going to try and change my vocabulary instead of saying to I think to I know we are soul sisters for sure. That's so sweet yeah you're so right um so myself and Rachel like Talk, we talk about absolutely everything, but something we very much are connected on and a topic we talk about a lot is the fact that we're both empaths um, and kind of the things that come with that. And then just kind of like energy, like myself and Rachel very much like bounce off each other. Um, and I think we very much take that into consideration with the people that we kind of deal with and meet in life. Um, is that what you would say as well, Rachel? Would you consider yourself an empath? Oh, 100%. And I think anybody who knows us well would also kind of say we're like yin and yang. We literally like are just completely one. Like we're like the same person, but we're such different people, but we're such yeah. the same. It's what's amazing about us. And that's why I think when we do have our conversations, it's why they're so kind of special because we both get the different aspects that we don't have ourselves that we bring to, you know, each other. Exactly. But no, I am definitely... Um, would be 100% empathetic and I think like it's something that only over the last few years you've kind of really started to kind of understand I suppose because it's hard to understand for a long time you know you kind of think you're crazy I suppose maybe one word you know or like you just you could feel emotions but you they might not actually be your own but then you have to try and figure out are they your own are they not your own and you kind of once you get through that then you're kind of on the real journey of like feeling it in more exactly and actually so for anyone who's I suppose like it's kind of a word that's thrown around now but for anyone who's not kind of familiar with it I was looking up the exact meaning of of the kind of word so the term empath comes from the word empathy obviously which is the ability to understand the experiences and feelings of others outside of your own perspective but then to you know further on with an empath is like taking a step further where you actually sense and feel the emotions of the other person as if it's your own experience um so that's you know there you go that's accurate that's correct anyway they definitely exactly. got that word. exactly and like so i i thought i kind of kick off giving like an example um of something of how i've experienced that so um when i was in second year of school 
Um, I, at that time in my life, like I was really, really close friends with a girl who had had a family member die by suicide. And I was very much, you know, we were such close friends that we were very intertwined and I very much went through that with her. Um, and, you know, I was there to support her and all of that. And I had this like back pain at the time um, on my, my, my left shoulder blade. It was quite bad. And I remember, you know, my mum trying to help me figure out what it was and, you know, wondered, was it hormonal? But it wasn't. It wasn't anyway connected to like my cycle. Um, and it was kind of because I played hockey as well. It was kind of impacting that because every time you kind of bent over playing hockey, it was like this strain. Um, so I did loads of things. I went to acupuncture. I went to loads of different things. Um, and I eventually went to an osteopath who um, did a bit of healing with me. And she actually said to me, and she wouldn't have known like the story of what was going on in my life or going on for my friend. And she said to me like what she believed it was. And I firmly believe that and it stayed with me was that my body was like straining itself. So my left shoulder blade was like straining over to try and protect my heart. And like, it was, it was crazy because like she was so right. And after that healing and after I knew that, like the pain, I wouldn't say complete like it, but it, I'm not, I wouldn't say it went away. I still get the pain occasionally. Um, but like the severe pain went away. And actually, because I learned what it was, that will still happen now. So I will occasionally get that pain in my shoulder blade, never as bad as I did. But now that I know what it is, I'll be like, okay, you're very like much emotionally strained. And a lot of the time it's not even my own. It's like, it can be particularly like I'm overly invested in someone else's situation and emotions. And that's where the strain comes from. But now that I know that I can go, okay, that's what it is. You need to take a bit of time, do a bit of self-care, you know, look after yourself and I can manage it. But like mad, like... Absolutely. And I, I think like for me like that as well, it was like so many, like, do you know, so many kind of things happen all the time, and especially when you are so open to it and all those. But I think it's like, um, it's just the, the believing that when it's kind of happening, that like, that's what it is. So it's like, you know, and like, obviously, like, it's really helpful then going for like acupuncture, osteopaths, all those things. Um, like, I think for me, it was always like, like, this knowing I always just because I would obviously be slightly a bit psychic as well as you know empathetic I think it was always like this knowing like and I think when you're trying to explain that to people like how do you explain saying I know or I feel you know without concrete proof but I think kind of as we were as time goes on stuff happens so much you know and like you feel things so much that like it just has to be real you know there's no way it can't be eventually but I think like it's like that with any anything like you know once you believe kind of in yourself in anything you'll start to you know understand those experiences a bit more and like I think for me it's like I'd always have dreams and things would come through or else it would be like I'd walk into a room and for whatever reason I just can tell like something, somebody could be upset in that room and I can just know it. Yeah. And I remember when I waitressed for, I waitressed for a good few years and that was actually one of the hardest parts about waitressing because like some days for just, for no reason at all, you're like up at a table and you're like, I can sense this about somebody or then you go home and you're feeling things, you know, you're feeling other people's pain, I suppose is what it was. But yeah. And then my earliest memories would have started very, very young and I think, just as I've gotten older, you know, it's more the vocabulary and talking about it more makes you, yeah. um, 
Because I think we were like you and I would both say like that we feel that we're like clear sensitive. So obviously there's like clairvoyance, clear, you know, there's loads, there's actually five or six of them. But you know, we would kind of say that we're like clear sensitive. And I know sometimes people think that's mad, but it's like there'll be some people listening to this being like, that's totally woo-woo. But I'm the same as you. I'm just like, I know, I can't, I cannot explain it to you. I can try. If you don't believe in it, I'm not going to try to convince you because I just know that it's true. So like me and Rachel will have had so many times over the years where like I'll pick up the phone to Rachel upset about something or excited that something's happened. And Rachel be like, this is bizarre. I knew that there was something going on with you today. Like I just knew it. Um, and now we are very connected to each other, but we like that. We also have it with other people. And actually just when you talked about waitressing, it made me think of something like Rachel waitress for a good few years in Limerick. And anytime I was down there, we would run it. We would, could be going out for dinner ourselves or wherever we are. And we'd run into people that would like stop in the street and be like, Oh my God, hi. And, like chatting away to Rachel and Rachel would be like, Oh, you know, they come into the restaurant I, I waitress in or whatever. But it's, if you saw this like connection that they feel like they have with Rachel, even though they literally know her as her being their waitress in, in a bar and like that, that obviously could just be, oh, really good customer service and it's really lovely. But I always think it's like a layer deeper than that because I know that Rachel will be picking up things from people's energies and you really connect with that. And I think that leaves a different impression with people. Does that make sense? Like, and I feel like I often have, I, I regularly meet people who say to me, no, I've met you before. And I'm like, no, no. And I, and I, I don't forget a face. Like I'd say it's happened to me a handful of times where even if I can't remember someone's name, I'm like, I know I know them from somewhere and I'll figure it out. But I have multiple, like a lot of times met people and they're like, no, I've hundred percent met you before. And like nearly gone through my CV to see where I worked and where I, whatever. And I'm like, you haven't met me, but it happens so much. I, I can't tell people that, but I'm like, it happens so much. I'm like, oh, I think you're actually sensing someone else through me. Does that make sense? And it's weird and you can't say it, but you're like, mm, we haven't met. <laughs> 100% and I it was actually only the it was only kind of really I think since lockdown it like I go through bits and phases where like I'll block it out let it in block it out let it in it's just I think it's the nature of it and I think a lot of that times it's the fear that kind of associates itself with being open to that kind of stuff because like some a lot of people's first experiences start negative where like you know you do like you, something bad might happen and you're like I knew that was going to happen and like that will absolutely freak anybody out, you know, so that would obviously allow for blocks and all. But we were, I was only actually having a conversation the other day with um, a family friend who I'd only see like every so often. She's my auntie's um, husband's aunt, right? But we had a conversation anyway. And like, you know, complete random person, maybe I've talked to her about four times. And we were just talking about the knowing, you know, all how you can hear certain things, you can feel certain things. And like, it's only when you actually speak in the, the kind of language that it associates itself with, which is like knowing and you say these words that mean nothing. But when someone gets it, it's like you just are like know what it is. And yeah. I think we were we were talking like about how to explain it to people, you know, like when I've always thought about this for years, like how do you verbalize it? You know, and um, I think I always think of it as obviously like everything's energy. Like I believe everything's energy. Everything is energy. It's kind of scientific, but anyway. But um, well, a lot of times I think, like for example, I would have dyslexia and like you know other bits and bobs. So I think I'm weaker in one sense, but I'm higher in another sense. So I think it's all got to do like with your senses, and like everybody can tap into it, but it's just going a bit higher above 
your senses. You know what I mean? So then yeah. if you don't understand it fully, you know, you just start to get these wobbles in when you're like, what is this? You know? I totally agree with you. And like, that's the thing. So that's the thing I'm like, and that's when sometimes when people like, do you think that's like what we're talking about is we, we, we don't believe it. I'm like, it's so annoying. So I'm like, like you have it too. It's just like, some people are born with it more intense and then other people, like it's a ch- choosing to tune into a thing. But um, I also agree with you about the science thing. Like I, there's, what I say is a quote, but like it's from like a French chemist from like the 1700s. And it's like, nothing is lost. Nothing is created. Everything is transformed. And like they're talking about energy in that, and that's like actual scientific fact that like that energy doesn't go anywhere. So if you think that like we are all energies and we all bring different energies to different situations, of course, then you know that's both relevant to I think day to day life where I and we can get into it, but I think like the energy you bring to a situation is really important and it has such an effect on people. But then I also think in terms of when people die and things like that. I just find it, I'm like, well, their energy is not, their energy is transformed somewhere. I'm not, you know, whatever that means, I don't know, but it's not just gone. You can't, the energy doesn't just disappear. So, um, I love that. But what you were saying about everyone kind of being able to tune in with it, tune into it. Like I have heard, like I would listen to a lot of people talk about this kind of stuff because I'm so interested in, in it. And like, they kind of have the theory that, you know, children in particular are very tuned into, I guess, clear, clairvoyancy or clear knowing and you know um and and those kind of energies and stuff like that and they even they're they're very in tune with it and they're freely kind of talking about it but then at the age of kind of like five when they go to school like your frontal lobe is like so much so the focus and it's like teaching your maths and teaching you how to think this way and this is how we want you to be in society that it's you stop exercising the other part of the brain so we all kind of just lose it but like really if we nourished that at that age and kept it going and the free thinking and the being open to it, I just wonder what we'd all be like now. Like it could be totally different. Like exactly. It was actually, I was just going to say that. <laughs> We're the same. I was just going to say that point there as well. Um, but like 100% and like, I think, but like that kind of comes back to the fear of it as well nearly. Cause like, when you think about it, like all that energy is light, like, you know, and like light can't, it's afraid of the dark. So like, you know, if you keep putting out the light, you know, you just hope you bounce off the dark. That's what I'm kind of telling myself when I'm going into my stages of opening more up to it. Um, but like, I 100% agree with that. And I think like you even see it with little kids, like they, you know, they look around at things there. They just, they can. And like, we even say it about um, one of my little cousins that she, she is like as if she's been here already. You can just sense it with her. Like, you know, she even her sentences and her comprehension and stuff and how she looks around, you know. But I reckon they see colours, you see, because like, and, I, and then it just, it's really sad in a way that like, it's not nourished more because mm. all of us would be so much more not, you know, opposed to it. And I'd say, because it brings the healing out into situations, you know, as well. Yeah. How open you are to it, like. And... I'm like, there's two different, totally different ways I want to go with this. I'm like, which way will I go? Okay, I'm going to go this, like this way first so we can come back. Um, but just like we're talking about, so like the energies that, and exactly what you're saying, like it's all light and like the energy that we bring into different situations. So like, I think that's so important. And like, this is not to say that I'm sitting up here on a high horse saying that I always bring positive energy into things. Um, I don't, and we all make that mistake, but it's to be more conscious of it and be and think about like, how the energy is going to impact something like I mean even if you kind of 
think about the fact that, you know, the theory of that they've done tests of like, if you smile, even if you don't feel happy, like it will, it will enforce those kind of feelings in you. I think it's the same, like you can set the intention to want to bring a good energy to something, even if you're not, you know, I really do believe you can turn any kind of mood around. Like if you stop it in its tracks and say like, why do I feel like this? Do I want to let the guy cut me off in traffic affect my whole day? No, I don't. So I'm going to choose to move forward with a different energy and a different mindset for the day. Um, but I totally think that, and I know you and me are very similar like that. We'll often, you know, we meet people who be like, didn't get a good energy. Didn't just, just didn't get a good energy. It's like, no, not today, sorry. But like, I, I so agree with you. And like, I think like that, like, you know, I, I, I'm such a firm believer. And like, I think my mom and our moms are sisters. So that's, they kind of bring this kind of lesson to us. But they've always been like, you know, you like let it bounce off you you don't need it in your space you don't need it in your your vibe you know so like let it bounce back and like because you will find like in life especially if you are susceptible to this and if there's anyone listening who obviously has or is listening it's like oh yeah I think this whatever like you know when you are susceptible to energy you can attract you know certain we call them energy vampires nearly you know so you kind of have to have your white light as our mom's kind of always said you know around you at all times but I think um like that like if it's all about your reactions as well so like I'm always firm believer like and actually one of my I teach art in the school but one of my students said to me one day he came in and he said why are you always in good form and I just said well like it's not my fault if I'm in a bad mood you know that's not my or sorry it's not your fault if I'm in a bad mood you know so like it's all about bouncing that energy back and like you can kind of see it happen like if you go in and you're like okay this may be a, you know, a hard situation. And if you go in like that, it just does work. I don't know why, but it just I love does. that. That's so sweet. Like if I'm in a bad mood, it's not your fault. So like, you're not going to make them put up with it. I love that. Um, but I think, so you, you touched on it briefly at the start. And I think it's really interesting, but talking about, you know, people's energies and picking up energy and then wondering, oh, is this mine? I think that's a really important thing that if more people like could think about, because sometimes if you can't, if you're in like a bad mood, if that's what we want to call it, or something on a particular day, and you're kind of like can't figure out what it, the, why you're feeling this emotion, like I found that really helpful to start asking myself, like, is this mine? Like, is this, is this my emotion? Whatever it is. And sometimes like I could be literally about to burst into tears and I'll go, is this mine? And it'll just go, and it'll just completely clear because I'm like, oh, that's, and that was exactly the same with the back, you know, my back pain. It's, it wasn't my emotion to carry. That doesn't mean you can't support someone. But it wasn't my emotion, it wasn't my pain. Um, so I think if you don't know that and if you don't practice that, it, it can be very tiring to be the kind of person who picks up on other people's energies. Do you find that? Oh, 100%. And like, like again, like I was saying, you know, we're chatting here. It was only even a few nights ago, like, again, I would have this thing where I'd go to sleep and it just happens rarely, randomly, often, not often, you know. But like, I go to bed and I literally will just start crying for no no reason like absolutely and like that's when I think it really started to show and present itself as um trying to get my words out but um letting that go and that's when I was like okay that is not my energy that is not my feeling you know and like Mm -hmm. I was able to release it but like I think for a long time like um you carry around all this energy and all this burdens and all this pain and some of it's yours and sometimes it's just it's just not it's like you could walk out in into a shopping center and pick up something 
that day or yeah. somebody close to you or it could be then the knowing of or sensing something within someone that they might not even know in themselves exactly but you carry that because yeah. i think like when you are empathetic you're also naturally a healer i think it just goes hand in hand like you know and i think you know releasing it is so important but i think yeah for a long time it's tough because you're like is that mine is that not mine and then that causes the confusion you know so it's really hard yeah. then to like people are always like where do you start some like that is probably a point to start is to start going is this mine you know yeah yeah when something comes up and like just when you were saying there about like the the vampires um it's so true. Like if you're the, I, I think people, and it's subconscious, people don't even know, but if you have a certain kind of energy and, and if you, it's like the way they say like, um, empaths often attract like narcissistic people into their lives, but it's just a kind of person, it's, it's the actual subconscious thing of like, oh, this person is really going to be able to understand how I feel and give me everything. So like, I'm going to come and zap all of their energy and all of their emotional time. Um, so you definitely have to be really careful about that. And like, Oh, like sometimes when you realize someone is in your life trying to zap all your energy, you're like, oh no, like how do I get out of this? But um, I've actually started wearing a crystal around my neck, around my neck. Um, and it was literally, and I swear to God, like I, I've always kind of gotten crystals and used crystals, but I've never felt something this strong. I swear to God, it's been unbelievable. Um, I just got, it's, I got two of them and I've had them around my neck and it just has me so calm. And like, I honestly feel like I'm more open now, even more than before. Isn't that, that crystal that you got the other day, it's meant to kind of like absorb the negative energy from people, isn't it? Or is that, am I right in saying that? Yeah. And then I got this other one, which I have on now, which is called a red jasper. And it like, um, it's really grounding. So like for a lot of people, if you are like that, empathetic, you're kind of living up here in, as they call your crown chakra or whatever, but you need to be more grounded because if you're not grounded, you're at nothing. You're just at nothing. Like you're not, you know. So a lot of times when I feel my blocks, it's because I'm just not grounded and I'm wandering around in my head being like, How can I get grounded? You know, and it's just like ground yourself, you know? So this I love helps. that. So, I must actually get yeah. you to take a photo of your crystals so I can put them up on Instagram so people can see what we're talking about. Um and we'll put the names up and stuff. So if anyone wants to look into them, but like, yeah, I always love like when you're putting up on Instagram, you're like putting out my crystals to charge. Like when it's a full moon, I'm always like, yes, <laughs> you know, and everyone's always like, oh, you know, and it, it, it was actually so funny. Like it was in, like my friends that I met in art college and it was only, we were only talking about this recently. It was like we were a collective group of energy that just had to meet then. And we always say it, it was literally like an, an eruption and we just like, joined together at that moment at that time um but yeah we always say like with our energies and stuff that like again all we all have such like help each other you know yeah and like I even you know so obviously me and Rachel are family so like we've been together since day dot but like so I was kind of there when Rachel met like you know her new her new family of friends if you know that's what it's like and like I can honestly say that having seen that like you just found like another home, like, you know, an additional home with these people that was like, it was like, it was just meant to be. And I remember saying that to you, like I would come down to visit all of you guys in college. And I was just like, oh, you guys, like you're just such a like family of like energy and you're just also like connected, but so different. Everyone's got their own thing going on. Um, and I remember being like to you, I'm just so jealous of this friendship you have. Like, it's so amazing. It's so powerful. Um, but yeah, so like it's 
spot. Like it's a beautiful thing to see. That's what I was laughing at is that like we were on about, you know, the charging and the, like my love, my incense, love, everything like that. And um, it wasn't until when we kind of started talking about it in college, it was like everybody then would have an experience and they'd be like, it happened. And you're like, I know I'm here to listen now. Come, you know, tell yeah. me all your experiences, you know, because when you do talk about it, like I go through phases of like being really chatty about it and then be not really chatty about it. It's just whatever mood I'm in. But like when we were in college for all those years, like you'd have, I never forget one day we had crystals in the house and they disappeared and whatever was going on at the time, they just, they went and they never, ever came back. We literally don't know where they went to. I swear they like imploded or something. I know. So, like, it's so weird. Cause like, it's funny. I'm like you, like sometimes I'll get into like a swing and talk with these things and like, People are skeptical and like people will like, you know, people have explanations and answers for everything. Um, and I've just had to learn to be like, that's what you think. I'm not here to argue about it. Like I went to a psychic medium uh, in November. It was something I always wanted to do. I'd never done it. So for my birthday, that was like my present to myself. And I went and like, it was amazing, like really amazing. And I mean, I couldn't even recall everything for you now. It was like, and it was like, boom, boom, boom. There was something new coming in every minute. And she was like, I'm sorry, I'm moving so fast. It's just, there's a lot coming in here. Um, but I remember like, I was like, I was so delighted with my experience. I did it for me. That was it. I had the key people in my life who I knew would get it. I had the key people in my life who I knew wouldn't get it, but would be happy for me that I had had this nice experience. But then I knew there was going to be the critics. And normally I just kind of wouldn't necessarily tell the critics. Cause I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to let you put a wet blanket on my lovely experience. But, um, but I did have, say, one or two people who were, say, around, they'd be in the friend group when I was telling those friends or, you know, um, and, like, I had people who were going, like, people's, like, stuff I was telling them and people would be like, I'll be like, they could have Googled that. And I was just like, I don't think they could find out X, Y, and Z about my godmother or my grand, my dead grandfather through Google, like, you know, and also, why would she want to? I'm just like, you can, you can think what you want. But for me, it was like, I think people don't get it. It's not just facts. Like if I, if I called out now everything she told me, people would probably go, well, that's not that far-fetched. It's not. But the fact is I could feel it. Like I could feel how specific the pieces of information she was giving me were to me. Um, so that's what was important for me. And like I have two very close friends who had had family members pass on and actually their, their fam family members who had passed on came in through my reading, which was really interesting. Cause like these are people I've never met, you know? Um, and it was really special and it was, it was amazing for me to see when I fed back that information to them, obviously it was an amazing experience, but it didn't mean much to me. Like there were specific things they said about like, say, um, a garden, one of them was talking about their garden really specifically. And obviously I had never seen that garden. So I was like, I don't know, but to see their faces when I told them, I could see how specific and how important it was for them. And it's just like, I'm like, that's all that matters. I don't care if other people don't believe it. Like, I totally got it. And it was lovely. Like, um, but yeah, like magical. But that's what I would say about like people not understanding. And I'm like, that's fine. That's your business. I think what I think. Let's leave it at that, you know? And like, I think with that, with the mediumship and all that spiritual stuff, because like, as I believe it, like, energy doesn't die. And I think it just it can't and it doesn't and it transforms somewhere and it goes somewhere else it waits there I just do really really believe that like and I think that's why with like empathy and energy spirituality those things um you know you can also have the where you see spirits feel spirits all those things people cross over but um actually an example of that which kind of draws all of the conversations one one of the houses I've always kind of sent spirits around whether I let myself open to it or not you know 
I got better as I kind of got older. Because that's, again, with fear, you know, if you see spirits when you're younger, you're like, no, no. No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. But then you're like, they're actually, like, any time I've seen them when I was younger, I never felt frightened, ever. You know, so it's like that feeling. But when we we moved house there not so long ago, um, it was about last year. Um, And when I walked into the house, I, again, a series of events happened that we got the house that was really rare where the house was, it's never like a part that's rented normally. So like just everything about it. But um, I kind of had, hadn't had a psychic experience for a while. And that was when I was kind of having a block. Um, and when I walked into the house, my, my mom's friend had passed away a few years ago of cancer, about maybe 12 years ago. And I kind of got her sense. I always will sense her no matter what. She was kind of the person who kind of led me to do art really. So I think she's, there you know but when we walked into the house like first reaction was I could just sense like it felt like her house and anyway a few months passed and we figured out there was a spirit in the house and it was a maternal energy female spirit um and we figured out that the person who had been in our house previous has sadly passed away it due to similar circumstances that my mom's friend to of cancer um and like you could just always feel her maternal energy this in the house um and again that really kind of set the fire back up for me being like oh okay Rachel like this does happen I mean rock and chairs rock on their own like doors open all the girls to tell you like we've seen it in the house and it's amazing and we love that it's there because we know it's waiting you know I always can just sense that, that spirit is not ready to go it needs its family her family before it can move on so we yeah. were just letting her in her house and we were just kept saying thank you for giving us the house I love that you know <laughs> But I love what you're saying about like that, you know, being ready to to go or not. Like I had a an experience with um someone who passed away and I could feel them really, really strongly for like for say we'll say a full year from when they passed on. And like it was lovely, but also like it was intense and it was but it was kind of comforting that they were around and um it was a, a whole lot to it and I won't even we'd be here for ages if I got into it. But I remember like when it got to his year anniversary and it was only like maybe two weeks after that I started thinking about it and I realized like I just couldn't feel him around anymore and I just remember bursting into tears like oh my god he's gone and at first I was like so sad but then I was like oh well that's lovely because wherever he's moved on to whatever he's doing you know it was his time to move on like elsewhere um and actually then he came through in my reading which was like really special to to be able to hear like to know that he's still there. He's a little bit further away, but he's still around. But, um, you know, I think that it was, I, I was quite tuned into whatever we want to call it, the other world, the energy, the whatever at the time that it was just like, I was kind of easy to get through to because I was just kind of there. I was an open gate. So like the messages were kind of coming through. Um, so yeah, it's really special. But like I, at the, around the time that I went to the psychic medium, I listened to um, Chelsea Handler's podcast, Life Will Be the Death of Me, and you've listened to it as well, I know. Amazing. Um, it's probably, this episode that I'm about to talk about, it's probably one of my favorite podcast episodes of any podcast ever, like just fed into it. So what I love about Chelsea Handler is that like she is a total cynic. Like she'd be the first to be like, that's bullshit, you know. So I loved that she had this conversation because she's so cynical, and she said that herself. But she had Laura Lynn Jackson on, who's a psychic medium. She's kind of like a celebrity psychic medium, but not one of those like cringy ones that has a TV show or, you know. Um, But she's like very famous for her work. And she was on and like they talked about loads of stuff. And what I loved is like 
I found, well, well, I don't want everything absolutely explained to me because I think we can take kind of the, like the mysterious, the mysteriousness, mystery, Jesus, the mystery or the mystic sense away from these things. And like, there's something nice about not knowing in a way. Like I, part of me, it's just like, I know to a certain level and then I just trust. It's like, I trust myself to know that I, that this is true, if that makes sense. So I like that. It's like, you're just trusting yourself. But I did love how she was able to explain some of the questions that I had always had um, in a way. And I really liked that. And also um, she, yeah, like I just love that Chelsea was like, oh, listen, I was so cynical, but like, I totally believe you now and, you know, understand it from her own experiences. And actually uh, Laura talks about how Laura was like, I'm not a woo-woo person. Like I was raised by two teachers. I am so logical thinking I'm a pragmatist. So it's actually gone to like serious effort to have, get science involved in what she does to try and figure stuff out. Um, Which is like amazing. And like, you know, some of the, so that person I was saying that the energy was around me, some of it was quite like loud and intense stuff. So it would be like glasses breaking or fire alarms going off or, and I was kind of almost going, oh my God, is this person really angry? Are they so like feel hard done by about their death and stuff? And then I listened to that podcast and she talked about how like glass and electronics, so like light switches and alarms and stuff, they're, because of energy, they're they're an easy thing to set off to give you um, a sign from, from someone who's passed on. So that was really nice because I was like, okay, it doesn't necessarily mean it's negative or angry. It just means like, this is how I can get through to you. Um, so, and like then when I went to the psychic medium last year, like that person came through and they were like, oh, well, he's here like with a bang, full of energy, absolutely cracking jokes kind of vibe, which was totally him. So it was just mad. It, it put it all together for me and like kind of came full circle. And I was like, I love that. I think that's so special as well because it's like, they were saying on that as well like it really is the sign and like the signs that get sent and I think for me like I've always had this really strange fear of death almost right but I think that's because for whatever reason you know it's just kind of comes in line with everything I think um but I think what I loved about that was like you know it's the real belief that like you don't actually go like you just go somewhere else like Mm. you're and like I loved how they talked about actually on that that you know, that we choose to come back together to heal each other. We choose to go, like, we choose to wait. Like, I so believe that people wait, like, and I love that. I think Chelsea was asking her, oh, well, about her dad who had passed Mm -hmm. on. And she said, like, oh, he's on the third floor now of the apartment, like, you know, and her brother, who was way more communicative in his signs, was like, she's like, oh, he's on the fifth floor. You know, and I think that, again, just makes sense. Some people might want to show the signs but I think for me it was it was that really that thing that we choose to wait for each other so then I'm like you know okay that's okay I'm okay with that then if people will wait that I won't be so fearful about you know death and stuff if that makes sense I love that so like basically to kind of try and summarize it and look I'll I'll actually see if I can if I can't link it in the episode description I'll put it up on Instagram because I just think it's anyone who's interested in this it's so worth a listen but she basically, to summarize, says that we're all here. Our mission is always love, right? If you want to, you know, I, I love that, but take from it what you will. But it's like, it's almost like you're, you come into this life to do some kind of layer of learning, healing, loving, whatever that is. Um, 
and everyone is kind of here on a specific mission for them. Um, but that you're kind of part of like this soul group who don't necessarily all come onto the earth at the same time, but like, you know, come and live their life and, you know, pass on. And then they're in this kind of soul group waiting to come back together kind of vibe. And it's just, she explains it so much better, but it's so lovely. And um, she talks about something that like, I always kind of, you know, thought about like people will often say, you know, if someone passes away and people are worried that it wasn't their time or, you know, they died very tragically and like the, the person was so hard done by um, and something for me that was really lovely that she talked about is about, and I, I do believe this, it's like that we all have multiple doorways, we'll say, like doors to death, which sounds a bit grim, but you know what I mean? Doors to, to death. And that, um, you could have, let's just say you could have four doors to death, okay? And there are four chances in your life where you may pass on. Um, obviously, a series of events, depending on your own behavior or other people's behavior, will de- will decide what door you go through. So let's say you could be, this is the example she gives, you you know, it could be only your second door or your first door, but a drink driver decides to get into his car that night and hits you and that that pushes you through door number one rather than your final door. Um, So that still might sound like to people, oh, but they died too soon, but I'm thinking more energetically because it's, it's in my mind, well, they come back and get to go through the second door the second time, you know, they still get the layer of feeling they needed eventually. Um, But, Oh, what was I going to say? Hang on. Oh, the doors. Okay. She, oh yeah. So like, but also, so the question Chelsea put to her is if someone very young dies, which is obviously so tragic, like how do you come to terms with that? And how do you reconcile that in your mind? And obviously this doesn't make the pain go away, but her point was someone could die very young and it could have been their final door. Like it, it doesn't necessarily mean it was their first door and there was a fourth one to come. It, they could have been meant to be here. Their like their love journey, whatever lesson they were here to learn, could have been very short, and they got that very early. And their door was always that was always their final door. Which I took some kind of like sense in. If that like I was like that makes sense to me, and I took that from it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think like that's why like that podcast was so good because it just clarifies everything that you like maybe fearful of or like do you know that you think about these things and you're like and again it comes back to the knowing like I think I've always felt that like as well like that when people go they just they just don't go and if they do leave obviously you know um I'm talking about energetically now and spirits but like if they do move on then that was also what they're meant to do you're always you know and I think like that's why like when you're here like how amazing is it like how that you meet people at this these times that you do things at these times like everything's time and and like I always like tell myself that that like if I don't feel like I'm maybe being open enough to whatever you know where I'm always like everything is timing your timing is your own timing like literally and if you don't feel like you know strong about um you know a particular thing you're working on with yourself or you're not feeling it or you might be feeling this that or the other maybe just the timing's not aligned and it's all like goes to aligning and stuff, you know, and stuff when, when things do align, mad stuff happens, you know, I think if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, that I just think that's why like, it just energies are so important the whole way through. It's like, you know, we're talking about passing on as well. And I know that's, it can seem kind of different to people, but it's all very connected. And like, we're all li- living energetically and like, 
we have to remember like the intentions that we put out and the energy that we put out there is affecting not only our lives but everyone else's like it's you know it's a whole other thing but the whole butterfly effect and um it's not so that we go around tiptoeing around our lives like and being so utterly careful about what we do but it is the intentions you set like live in, in with intent like in terms of what you want to do and what you want to put out there because it does have an effect i actually have a great book which i am um, i got a tattooed on my arm because i love it that much um I also have a feather too because they always fall near me. But um, it's called The Five People You Meet in Heaven by Mitch Album. And it's just like, I remember reading it for the first time when I was literally like 10 <laughs> and just being like, oh my God, okay, I really, this like makes so much sense to me right now. Um, and I've literally read it 11 times. I probably read it once a year as just like a check-in to be like, this book speaks volume like, and they basically talks about, like, at the, literally in the first page, this old man dies. But he saves a girl on a Ferris wheel. And he goes to heaven. And in heaven, he meets these five people. Um, I'm not giving you any spoilers now. But basically, the whole point of the story is that every person he met in his life waited for him until he got there. But when he goes to, when he goes up then and goes to heaven, he meets these five people. And they're basically... Some of them are like, he never knew. Some of them he did know, you know? And it's that whole thing of, they waited for him to tell, to thank him because his actions on earth like made a difference to their life when they lived. So they waited to say thank you. I'm not going to say any more because wow. it goes to all people. But it just, again, it just shows you like, you know, if you're walking down the street or like if you're going to shop, you actually don't know how much like you could affect someone's day by just being like, nice <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean I love that I love that and actually it's so funny I know you love that book and I obviously know you have that t- tattoo I still don't think I've ever read it you're gonna have to like well I was gonna say send me your copy but you're probably so attached to it I'll order a copy um but yeah like even but look that's even just like nice to be nice like I'll tell you like I still remember like having gone through a breakup and I was in bits and it was like my first day back to work afterwards and I was like I'm not well and I went I'll, I'll never forget this and I went into this shop and I was, I bought a box of matches. Like, I don't even know why I buy matches. But anyway, it was buying matches. And they were like, what? Like a couple of cents, you know? And whatever happened, there was something wrong with the till and she couldn't scan them in. And she just said, oh God, you know, just take them. Like, I, you know, you, you don't need to pay for them. It's okay. And like, that's the smallest, most random thing ever. But I was like, thank you so much. It was like the nice, just at that moment, she like just like reinstilled in my mind that things weren't all bad and you know people are kind and I just I still remember her I could tell you what she looks like I remember that woman in that shop and like she obviously just went on with her life and was like doesn't remember that you know what I mean I and like what I think is well like like to summarize and all those points then it's then like because I think for me it's all about like so like your practice and your intention do you know so like they comes like gratitude comes into the whole empathetic thing. It just improves your understanding of it. If you kind of have your own practice, if that makes any sense. So like, you know, and obviously they come in ebbs and flows, but like that. So like when you're, but I think for me, it's like gratitude, like allows me to be more open energetically is basically kind of what I'm trying to say. So if I feel like if I'm living more intentionally and doing more kinder things in my just day to day life, I feel better energetically because I'm not allowing any negative. But it was like what Chelsea was saying in that podcast too about letting people off in traffic. And it's kind of like that whole flow. So like if you're just kind of 
on the flow better and more, you know, yeah, openly than. I totally agree. It's like put out what you want to get back. And like, I know we can't, and this is the thing, we don't do it all the time. We try our best, but it's just to remember that because like, if we all try to do that a little bit more, we're all going to be living such lovely, amazing lives. And like, I think a lot of people always get that, like where I'm like, I'm always saying good, bad, ugly, like as in bad things happen, good things happen. That is literally life. Like you cannot control those parts of life, you know? And like, that's why I'm always like, I remember someone said once, like their fear wasn't, it wasn't dying. It wasn't, it was not living fully. Which I oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, do you know what? I'm not even going to say anything else. I'm going to leave it on that because that was so lovely. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. All our conversations just always feel, leave me feeling like lighter and uplifted and motivated. And like I go out into my day like, woo. <laughs> Oh, and I love you. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Um, yeah, just like keep listening. Give, give, give us your feedback. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, share with your pals. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review and a rating. It will be much appreciated. And it just helps us get the podcast out there more. I always say help us as if like each one of my guests is like my co-host. I love it. Um, but anyway, thanks for being guys. Talk to you soon. Dump, 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 d